0: What we need to do now, Chazzy, hmm. is we need to just talk about random shit for about ten to fifteen minutes <laughs> okay, before so... we start yeah, yeah. doing the actual, yeah, thing. Mark really likes when we do that.
1: <laughs> just go on and on and on and on and on. Drag it's it gone out.
0: very quiet, and hasn't it? He. It's not saying anything. I'm scared. What are you scared of? He's just going to suddenly go boom. It's 'Cause he's not got his camera on either. I just don't trust a man lurking with no camera. And not talking. <laughs> I haven't
1: talking. got a camera either.
0: Yeah, but you're talking to me.
1: Oh right, okay. Sorry, That's so fine. Good. I'm technically a presence,
0: does that make? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas he's got no camera. No talking. Just silence.
2: Oh. I didn't realise I turned my camera off, sorry. Oh there
0: he is. <laughs> I don't
2: know when that happened. It, it is. <laughs>
0: Right, okay, he's happened. less creepy now. No. I, he, he's a known quantity. I was watching the F1
2: 2023 opening.
0: All right. Video. Is it any good?
2: Yeah, it's not as good. I liked the one last year where it was like the drivers were cyborgs or something um, being assembled in a factory or something like that. I don't know. That was the vibe I got from it. Despicable this one's not so much. Charles Leclerc's like leaning against the wall, it's like the most, sultry look at the camera yeah. is very funny. Um. The only constant in every single one of these opening sequences is the stupid expression that Lewis pulls. He always he always tries to do Blue Steel from fucking uh, (laughs) what's the Ben Stiller fashion movie? Oh um.
1: Oh, god,
2: Zoolander. Zoolander. Yeah, he always tries to do a Blue Steel from Zoolander, and he just looks like an idiot every time. (laughs) Uh, George Russell looks like the crane from uh,
1: Kung Fu Panda.
0: And he's doing duck face. I thought George Uh, Russell's picture, you know, that they used, like, while the race was going on last year. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought he looked like a Dracula or a vampire or something because he's got... (laughs) Big black circles under his eyes. Big black circles under his eyes and, like, (laughs) his cheekbone structure. Very Dracula. Very good. There you go, Mark. That was only 2 minutes 45 for you.
2: Good. Thank you. All right. Should we do a clap test? Oh, yeah. Alright, three, two, one. Hello and welcome to episode 223 of Lats Gamer Radio, a video game about podcasts and... Uh, a video game
1: about
2: podcasts. A video podcasts. game about podcasts. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I'll keep it, i like it. Yeah. Alright, okay, sure, we're a so video we're game trawl. about podcasts. I would play a video game about podcasts. I mean, they've made like that easy, eSports... Maybe? Management games, and I mean, if you can play Powerwash Sim, you can create mm-hmm. Podcast Sim.
0: Or, okay, it's, or it's a video game where you
2: studio. you manage a yeah. yeah I was say a podcast the one about network. the studio
0: from last year was decently rated. Mm. Giant the one about the TV, st- the TV studio. Yeah, you you yeah. played like the um like producers like thing, and you Changed did all the cook between cuts. the cameras and yeah yeah. yeah yeah okay yeah
2: podcast producing simulator. That's got to be a thing. I'm going to look on Steam in a bit. Um, probably is a thing. Um, all right, let me try that again. A podcast about video games. It's just not like... got the same ring to it. No, no. all right. Like, right. absolutely fucked it already. Um, yeah. I'm Sorry. your host, Mark Hamer. I've, my, I've completely, i um, have completely. Let's just go <laughs> with it. I like it. it. Let's, Let's just crack on. <laughs> I'm your host, Mark Hamer, and joining me tonight, Mr. Nick Case, Mr. Mark Chazzy Ray. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you all doing? Great. Good, thanks. Now I I'm in a video game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. Lapsed gamers. Uh, You two are very lapsed this week. Yes. uh, In that Chazzy's played a little bit of stuff. Nick's played...
0: Nothing. <laughs> Technically, I think. Technically, I've been playing a lot of, a set of course Corsa of Competizione, but I kind of feel like that's flogging a dead horse on this podcast yeah. by by now. Sure. So you
2: might be able to pipe into some other pipe in on some other things that. We've, oh yeah, yeah. Probably, that's what I played. figured. Right.
0: I figured I could at least be here and mention a, a few things that I'm yeah. seeing on the list here. <laughs>
2: And there's plenty of time to play video games in the future, but do you know who won't be playing video games in the future, for, probably for the foreseeable future, uh, Yuji Naka, the co-creator mm. of Sonic the Hedgehog, who is going to prison for insider trading. Yeah, wow. That was crazy. I
1: yeah. Mean, it was on the cards because obviously, like, it, you know, he was up for the court case and stuff, but then he just came out and pleaded guilty.
2: Straight yeah, away. he just admitted yeah. to to
0: trading over a million dollars in uh, Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest stocks. Mm. Wow. Genuinely, yeah. though, I was a bit worried where you were going with that. I thought someone had died and you're doing, like, the least tasteful death announcement ever. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, Yuji Naka has pled guilty. Um for trading uh, 1 million stocks while working for Square Enix, according to NHK, whoever, whatever that is. Oh, I a Japanese news organization. Um, last year, Naka was arrested and released from Kotaku. Last year, Naka was arrested twice over allegations of insider trading in relation to Dragon Quest prior to developer uh, aiming going public with Dragon Quest Tact and for publishing $1 million in shares in A-Team Entertainment prior to the studio going public with Square Enix's mobile Battle Royale game. Final Fantasy 6, 7, The First Soldier. Uh, Naka was uh, allegedly arrested uh, along with uh, Taisuke uh, Sasaki, a former Square Enix employee who worked on multiple Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts projects, according to Eurogamer. Uh, Square Enix just uh, cannot stop taking L's at the moment, mm. uh, whether it's them or people who work for them. Between this and their continued insistence on the NFT's will be a thing in video games even yep. though everyone else is quietly backing been away in. from it because the market tanked and has has not and will not recover um i just hope that final fantasy 16 is uh still good although uh, i've been listening to people playing mm. uh, who have got some hands on on it and it sounds interesting yeah uh, they said it's like it plays like devil may cry yeah
1: it's by, apparently a full on action game that yeah it just happens to have some rpg elements in the background you can play it like they've said like there is a way of like flicking switches and dials and stuff and on the back end to like kind of make it more turn based if you want but uh-huh. yeah as a, as a yeah, it comes out of the box standard yeah, it is it's actually more like a yeah an action game like a more involved bayonetta so bang from for that
2: from the the people who got hands on they were told by the representatives there that the big like touch point on what they wanted the game to feel like is God of War
3: 2018. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Whilst still being a quote-unquote RPG. Yeah. Mm. This is it. Of sorts. I don't know. It's um,
1: sort of God of War and Witcher and kind of all that kind of era stuff and just thought, right, what? Can, how can we make this Final Fantasy? Which really yeah. is intriguing.
2: Get rid of, just make it fully action-based. Get rid of any semblance of turn-based combat, yeah. um, which they've kind of been getting away from for a, for a while uh, I don't know. I'm in. I'm intrigued. It's. It's unfortunately it's gonna be a PlayStation exclusive for like six months. So oh, yeah, no, I will all then. Oh, yeah. sit and watch it's Zoe play. June, it. July,
0: is it? Sometime around there. Uh, sometime like that. It's pretty yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, they- yeah there was an interesting statement though about that, wasn't it, the other day? Did you read it? I did not. No. So they said while the contract might be six months PlayStation exclusive, they think it'll take longer to develop the PC version than six months. Oh, okay, oh, right. so sure it'll be fine. more than six months, but the contract is six months. But it won't come out in at uh, six months after because they won't have finished developing it. Basically, Blimey.
2: right?
1: Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. From what they've been saying, there's some really in- like even more interesting stuff about like the kind of way you use the summons, and I mean, I've like you guys know that like, I've been bang up for this just because it's in that kind of more medieval fantasy kind of context as well, so. Yeah, hearing it, it's also like a game that I absolutely adore. In Devil May Cry, I just yeah, can't wait to get my hands on it now.
0: Because obviously, I wasn't I wasn't around back then. What were your thoughts on Fifteen?
1: Fifteen, I couldn't get my head round at first, but having then played Seven Remake and then going back to Fifteen makes a hell of a lot more sense now. And actually, quite enjoyed mm. the the story and the kind of like, mm. well, I've only done the kind of lads' adventure bit at the start at the moment, but. Yeah. To be yeah. fair,
2: that's like the first two thirds of the mm. game is yeah, like the, the lad's game. adventure, and it's it's really good. Yeah. Uh, mm. After that, you kind of get funneled down, yeah, a path. It becomes very linear, and I didn't like that quite as much. But um, I don't know. The end of that game left me a bit of an emotional wreck, yeah. uh, and then like the subsequent pieces of DLC that came out but it was like at various points during the game, like party members leave for a while Mm -hmm. and then the dlcs were like what they were doing while they were away and it fills in the story a lot more um there's still one piece of dlc i didn't ever played i never played episode arden you know the the sort of antagonist yeah and there's a dlc where you play as him uh i haven't played that Hmm. um but no i i really liked 15 it's uh, once i got to grips with the combat yeah um but then, like 17, oh, 17, 7 remake leaned way more into that than, than 15 did. Yeah. And it seems like sixteen's going the whole way. There's like a thing yeah. here about um, uh, Final Fantasy 16 producer Naoki Yoshida, aka Yoshi P, the man who saved Final Fantasy 14. I uh, fucking love that guy. Um, revealed in a recent interview that he and other developers in Japan didn't like the popular turn JRPG when it first popped up years ago, thinking it was discriminatory or being used to make fun of Japanese developers working on games like Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest.
3: Hmm.
2: That's crazy. Um, during an interview with SkillUp, Yoshida was asked about the current state of JRPGs versus Western RPGs. And according to the interviewer, the producer clearly didn't like the phrase in the question after a long answer from Yoshida, his translator explained... The thing that Yoshida wants to get across is that when we are creating games, at least with our team, we don't go into them thinking that we're going to be creating JRPGs. We just go into them thinking we're going to create RPGs. Which I guess is like it's like turn-based. I know we're kind of getting back into that a little bit more uh in your traditional like D D style games. Mm-hmm. Like the new Baldur's Gate is going fully turn based rather than the traditional, the old older ones where it's like mash the space bar over and over again to pause time. Um but um, for most people, uh, an RPG is an action game now, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it makes sense if they're going to hit like a huge audience, make it play like The Witcher, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. Or oh, God of War or whatever. Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. No, it's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, can't see any more. Interesting news. Shall we just talk about talk about video games? Yeah, let's talk about the video games. Let's talk about video games. So Nick, have you not played have you not played anything you want to talk about that's that not not going to be mentioned by any of us?
0: I have literally... anything on your phone? No. No? Okay. You still
2: playing Wordle every day?
0: Oh no, I gave that up ages ago. Ah. Uh, mm. do you play framed? No. You should play framed. Uh, I feel like such a bad lapsed gamer now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, you can't get away with it because of the title of the podcast. I'll be honest; it's all good.
0: Don't worry. We I just got today's
2: you. in in one.
0: Wow! Let me have a look. Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. It's a frame. WTF! It's good. That is a tiny screenshot. Jesus Christ! I don't uh, know if you can um, make it bigger. Oh, but which one is it? Is it uh...
2: You know, you know the franchise, there, right? Yeah. You can say it. By the time this episode goes out, it'll
0: be like this one will be long gone. Pirates of Caribbean. Yes. But which one? Ah. I can never remember which one's which. It's not black. I tell you what, this is thrilling radio. Is it Dead Man's yeah. Chest? I don't think. It's... Hey, make a I make guess.
2: I think it's two, but I don't know which two is. <laughs> to be fair, you get six guesses, and there's only five
0: films, so you can't <laughs> be fair. <laughs> <Just> keep <punching laughs> it, <in. laughs> it was Dead Man's Chest. Excellent! Yep. I got it on two. Nice. Uh, all right then. Well, uh, Chazzy.
2: Hello. You've played some games. Tell me about I what have. you've been playing. I have so.
1: Um. I'm a, I'm an old man, so I I was obviously suckered into playing Goldeneye because I wanted to relive my youth.
2: Um, you don't have to be that old to play Goldeneye.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose, but yeah. So, but like, basically, Goldeneye was like when I was 21, like getting a bunch of people around, going out raving, coming home, and then like playing lots of four-player split-screen Goldeneye, and it was the best thing in the world ever. So, <laughs> so I wanted to sort of relive that. And uh, basically played a new uh, version that's come out and has been upscaled to 4K on the Xbox for uh, Rare Replay. Now, do you know about the weird delivery system and um, purchasing system for getting GoldenEye? Because you cannot buy GoldenEye on its own.
2: Right? Uh, what platform is this on? Xbox. Xbox, right. right? No, uh, I don't know. I, I, no, I, uh... It's weird. You cannot okay. purchase
1: the game on its own. You have to get it through rare replay so if you want to play goldeneye and you have a boxed copy of rare replay that you already own as i do
3: mm-hmm.
1: then you th- that you were to basically everyone was told right when you get when goldeneye comes out rare- it'll be part of rare replay and all you've got to do is just download it and play it it then subsequently turned out that if you own a box copy they cannot guarantee that you own that box copy and then give it to your friend who then has a box copy and then their friend, blah, blah, blah. So all box copies do not get Golden GoldenEye for free, even though you own it. If you own it digitally, you can get Golden Knife for free as part of your uh, Rare, Re- Rare Replay. Or you can play it through Game Pass, or you can just buy yeah. it digitally. Right? Right. So Makes basically, sense. there was me thinking... Oh, I'm gonna get a get a copy of this game. It's gonna be brilliant. They have to pay for it. Lovely. No, because
0: I've got a box copy. Do you not then get I, it from Game Pass? Because Rare plays in Game Pass. So Game
1: Pass. So this is the thing, right? So Game Pass is what cheapest is what eight pound a month, nine
2: pound a month, something like that.
0: Two pound from resellers. Or yeah,
1: right. But then obviously that's mm. a rolling subscription that you've got to keep paying for, and at some point you're paying way more than the if you, no, if you keep it for monthly. a few
0: months. Yeah. Now you can you you can cancel it. You can just say. Yeah, but what I'm saying womp. is, if
1: you if you want to keep it in your collection, oh, I
0: see what you mean. Yeah,
1: right. You've got to keep paying a subscription to have it. Yeah, right. So the only other way to do it is to buy rare replay digitally, which was very expensive. It was in like the thirty pound range.
3: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: So I'm like, I'm not paying thirty quid for a game that I literally bought for like eight quid years ago, and um, so yeah, I'll play it in Game Pass. Blah blah blah. Turns out that this month they have discounted rare replay to four pounds uh, five pounds so i thought right i'm getting on that so i've had to double dip on goldeneye to make sure that i definitely 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 have a bought copy that won't go away when game pass when it inevitably disappears off game pass so yeah that was a bit of a so just to play the game that was a bit of a headache but uh i've been playing the game in it's all been resed up to 4k from its original sort of 480p. It doesn't look as muddy. Uh and it is exactly as you remember Goldeneye ex- being as awful as it it really was when you you know you look at it and it's very you know polygonal and they've just copied and pasted like Pierce Brosnan's face onto a hexagon and that kind of stuff. But um, it's it's good it's good fun because they've obviously changed the controls to what we would deem modern shooter controls. Plus, it's got like insane aim assist, so you're just tearing through these levels at like ridiculous speeds, just killing everything that moves. It's hilarious. It just completely, mm. it completely breaks it. But it's it was great to go back and kind of just remember how good slash bad the uh, <laughs> the old game was. It was. It is a it is a good good
0: laugh.
2: I mean, it was kind of groundbreaking for its yeah. time on console, at least. I mean, it came out the same year as. For the first Half-Life, which yeah, kind of yeah, it was um, before like, as we talked about on a recent episode, sort yeah. of changed the um, the la- gaming landscape for first person shooters. But in terms of a console mm. shooter, there wasn't there wasn't anything else really. No, this maybe was, you play fucking Doom.
1: This is it. I thought you were trying to work out when's when was Time Splitters? Was that around this time? That was as,
0: l- early noughties, like two thousand maybe. Yeah. So this was like so that's PS2. this is two.
1: This is when you were trying to sort out controls and work out how to play. I mean, didn't even have twin sticks, right? No. Because no. you were playing it on the Nintendo 64. So it's it's a real sort of, you know, early, early, early console shooter. Oh. But yeah, like, no, it's been brilliant. I've I really enjoyed going back and having a massive nostalgia rush. And just like, it's just weird things like, you, know, you meet up with 006 at one point, like Sean Bean. And uh, I keep thinking, oh, there's going to be voice acting in this. But no, it's just like, text above his head or just literally text that just runs across the top of the screen you know in a modern game now that would have been fully voiced and you know you'd have had Sean Bean doing all the acting and you know you'd have been nicking clips from the film and stuff but no in this it's just like white text running across the top of the screen and stuff it's, it's hilarious like to look back at now but um yeah no good really good game really good bit of nostalgia and um it has the you hear about the the um, controversy of the pause music?
0: That was, no. that was a
1: fun one. So when you paused it um, on the Xbox version, it has the proper pause music, and there's like this weird, like almost like sonar ping. So it goes like da 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 da, and it carries on like that. In the um, Nintendo version, on the because it's out on the Switch as well, on their paid service. If you mm. pause it, the emulation screws up and it doesn't play the ping in the pause music. So everyone's been pausing the game and going, nah, it doesn't sound right. I can't work it out. What's, what's missing? There's something missing from the song. They've doctored it. It's like, no, it's just the emulation. is just not playing
2: out this one particular but, part sample. Which sample do you mean by the ping? Uh,
1: you'll hear it. It sounds it's like a... The,
2: the one that's like... Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It sounds like like someone hitting a hitting a pan, a big pan. Yeah. Yeah. Probably was. Yeah. On it's yeah, just yeah, yeah gone. That's like an iconic sound. Yeah. Like mm. if that's if that's missing from the music, that's instantly noticeable.
1: Yeah. And it's just not in a Nintendo version. That's weird. It's so weird. The I'm Nintendo one's the only one that's got patched
2: it in now, but yeah. Okay, right. That's the only one that's got multiplayer as well, right? It's the Nintendo version. Nintendo version, yeah, exactly. It's no only no <laughs> local on the Xbox.
1: It's just such a weird, like, just obviously it's a licensing thing and stuff, but it's just yeah, so weird.
2: Like, I, I can probably, I'm probably, probably going to fire it, it up over like Xbox Stream just to play the campaign again. It's good, for
1: honestly, nostalgia it's reasons. Still so much fun, but like, yeah, so ba- Like going back to it now, it feels so basic.
2: Does it have? Um... Your boy, what's his name? Alan Cummings. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. it has got Alan Cummings. Is yeah. he in there? Is is yeah, his yeah, like yeah. A horrible polygonal face in there as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's all in there. Who, all, else was it was. In, who else was in? Who in? Yeah, I was, get,
1: I get my um, um, Robbie Coltrane.
2: Oh yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's there somewhere as well. Oh man, is he man? He's been done dirty by like <laughs> bad Multiple polygonal video, games. video game. Yeah, it's like PS One. There was is. a. Back. Yes, there was a running thing on TikTok last year it was people using filters to make like their face look all distorted and yep. then miming lines from <laughs> Hagrid lines from the PS1 Harry Potter game. Yeah, he's uh, he's been done dirty by like early 3D graphics yes, poor right. guy. Yeah. Uh sad loss. Yeah, exactly.
1: But yeah, no, great great game, enjoyed it. It's good good to go yeah. back, but you know, I just having to wait for all the, like trying to work out what version to get and play and what's the right one for me so that was the only sure, sort of yeah. pain in the bum but other than that um the only other thing i've been playing recently is uh tiny oh of yeah i've esque.
2: yeah i've played an hour of this just so i could um weigh in with my mm-hmm. early thoughts as well thoroughly enjoying it
1: loving it mm. uh, do, whatever the what would you call this art the art style on this because like it well, got, it's like, this like is Swords um, of Ditto have got a very similar art style. It's kind of like a oh, I like haven't played that com- like at all. comic cell shading. But it's
2: it's it's fully 3D rendered backgrounds, right. and then all of the characters are flat 2D, like like hand drawn. They look almost like Dan Hip cartoons. Yeah, um, right. the style of all the characters, and I've I like I didn't know that was what the game was going to look like, and when I booted up, I was like, oh shit, this is. No, i love actually,
1: this i absolutely love it lovely style. yeah it's brilliant actually yeah. hooks you in straight away and like the are mm. great anima- like if, you, if if you had the bits where you um like you tight there's different variations of tiny kins like some that explode some that like you pick up heavy objects and blah blah, blah. yeah those are the only two i've got so far and, but they have animations that introduce those and they're like really yeah like, well drawn and animated in that kind of like you say that comic book style yeah so it's all absolutely gorgeous but there's like this kind of, I don't know, you're part of humanity and you go off to another planet to kind of, you have you find out that actually humanity didn't start on the planet you're on. It started off on Earth and you've got to go back to Earth to kind of um find, find your roots, as it were. But, but you're you, tiny. But you're tiny, yeah. And you're basically, it ends up being a bit like It Takes Two where you're in these, like, you know, you're in a bathroom. And the whole level mm-hmm. is centered around a bathroom, and there's whole communities that have, you know, e- each room is a city that you have to yep. kind of, yeah, you know, work your way through and work out their problems yeah. to get to the next city to, you know, blah, 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 blah. That's where I've I'm
2: always going. liked, um, so I, it's what, I really like the old Micro Machines games and stuff like that. And it's I again, it like a game that I'll about later on this guy. Like,
1: 3 level that was really famous that was like. You were in a, yeah, they've world. done it on
2: a few uh, first-person shooters. Have had like levels where there was a Call of Duty one. Uh, well, world... the last World War Two one, I think it was, oh, right. okay. where there was a map where it was basically like um, someone had made a fake battlefield in a sandpit for toy soldiers, <laughs> and that was the COD level, and it was fucking great. Excellent. Um, yeah, I love stuff like that, like settings like that. So I was yeah. uh, fully on board. But I, I just way, like
1: it's yeah. just so creative, like the, the yeah the way that they've <laughs> you're sort of intertwined all this stuff, and you're you're interacting with things that would be in that room that would be barriers and stuff, or like you can see where they've mm-hmm. pulled in junk to you know to to make doors and gates and all this kind of stuff. It's um yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's beautiful. It's just so well realized, and then to on top of that, you've just got this lovely Pikmin mechanic that you're playing with. With all the different variants of Tinykin that you are using to kind of get around and you know explore the levels and stuff, but it's but what I love about it is it's just completely there's no um it, where whereas it's like oh I'm banging my head against this puzzle or you know any anything else that where you play this it'd be kind of quite taxing because you'd be like oh how yeah. do I get to here and how do I get over there and how do I move through this and how do I sort this puzzle out? But there's just no friction whatsoever.
2: It's, it's just, uh, just so easy like going
1: a, and you just like, it's just so chill.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I've come across a couple uh, so far of like, light puzzles that have like made me scratch my head for a, for a little bit just because I, I, I hadn't seen the thing that I needed to solve it. Yeah. Um, but it's not like, but it's, it's always it's like if I taxing. explore enough,
1: I will find it. It's not like what? oh, I have to do A and B and C to then get this thing to then take it over there.
2: Yeah, and also the environments. I mean, I, I've, I'm literally in the second level, but the environment that I'm in is it's like got that, that big church, like big uh, in the middle of like the living room. Yeah, uh, it's where all the like the shield bugs are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, it's. It's big, but it's not so big that like you're gonna it's forget where room. stuff, lose track of where you are or where things are.
1: And um, no, but what they do is yeah. they they make it big by using the verticality of the level as well because you're so small.
2: Which is something that Pikmin doesn't do. No, exactly. You don't have like a jump or anything like that, or a glide or yeah. whatnot. And that's like, it's like um, it's not like a straight rip-off. There's like of a, uh. A, 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 They did a, they did a, um, they did a Ray Parker Jr. Right,
1: okay, yeah, yeah. All
2: right, now come along with me on this tortuous. um, (laughs) I know where you're going with this. Um, Similarly, I heard this. uh, I heard all about this thanks to uh, a favorite podcast series of mine. uh, What makes this song stink? Um, (laughs) When the producers of Ghostbusters wanted to uh, uh, wanted like a theme song for um uh for the film they approached uh they approached huey lewis of huey lewis in the news fame and huey said no thanks and so they approached ray parker jr and they played him i need a new, uh, I, I need a new drug yeah by huey lewis yeah. uh, and said can we get something that sounds like this please and ray parker jr made that exact song um <laughs> Again. he made this the exact same song he made i need a new drug Almost exactly the same, but with lyrics about fighting ghosts and how busting makes me feel good. Uh, and um, (laughs) got sued and lost, rightly. But uh, that song is like that song is remembered, and I Need a New Drug isn't because he added that little bit in the middle that isn't in I'm a New Drug, and that's the bit everyone remembers, and it's like. That's the rules of the rip is if you're gonna rip something off, you've got to add something new. Yep. Uh and <laughs> Tiny Kin does it's not a straight rip off of uh Pikmin because no. it adds new stuff and it's like a f it's like a fully uh um, just expands what's already there that we already know is good. It's a 3D puzzle platform with lots mm. of verticality in it. Yeah. Uh with a Pikmin element in there. Um yeah, I've uh, I've only played like an hour but I'm really digging it. Yeah, really it's digging really it.
1: Cool. Really, really having fun with it. And it's really good, like obviously with like having my, with my son because he'll he'll just point at stuff and go, Go over here and go and look at this and get up there. See yeah. if you can get on top of this thing. And because like you say, you've got that sort of glide, but then you can upgrade the glide by um there's like one of the ants in there um you can give him like a hundred get an, lots of popcorn and then you, and get, you get an initial
2: bubble bubble right? for your glide, right? Yeah, I need to do that so, so to find the more of those
1: is. you get, the better you the easier it is to explore yada, yada mm-hmm. yada, you can open things up quicker. Right? Yeah. And then the same with the um they also have like those um like lines, the kind of I don't know, they're the sort of spider webs that go across the the level, but then you've got like a bar of soap that you use as a surfboard. So you can get around really quickly. So you're sort of zipping around, jumping from wire to, you know, wire to gliding, to jumping over this thing. So every, every, like the, the the movement and the kind of, it's almost sort of semi, like a really basic version of the Spider-Man movement that you get in the, um, the Spider-Man games. And um, mm. you just get around really easily. And like you say, you can be up to the top of a, a room in, in no time. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just thoroughly enjoying it. Like it's it's just a really easy going really gentle but also like like you say like there's been a couple of times where i've been like right I, I need to find that last letter where where would it be i've been mm. over here and i've been over there so it must be up in this corner and then kind of like at night kind of working out in my head right i need to get to there i probably need to do this and this and this and then you know mm. next stage is getting down and cracking on and doing the exploring and finding the bits i need but yes yeah, um yeah it's really really cool little game um that's not like not stressing me out and um yeah i'm absolutely thoroughly enjoying
2: it there it uh, doesn't appear to be from from what limited amount of played so i mean there could be for all i know but there doesn't appear to be like the enemies that have been a normal pikmin yeah this is it you're not game. being like chased or attacked or yeah. set upon and your your pikmin aren't like uh, your, your tiny kings aren't being like
1: eaten no. Like you can drop from the t- <laughs> this is it, you can drop from the top of the level to the bottom of the level and it just goes Okay, bing, and it pops you yeah. back and it just checkpoints you and on you go. Yeah. You know, you it's like you you get in the water and you've like got this like sort of electrical suit on mm. the part I'm at. So you can't walk into puddles. So they gate things off like that. But even when you get sort of semi electrocuted by your own suit, you only just pop and then you you know, bit little like little little big planet sort of pop and you reappear somewhere at a checkpoint and away you go. There's just no friction whatsoever in in the design and i i adore it love it mm. for that like for that reason
2: yeah um adam's a big fan of it as well mm. i think he finished he it. picked it up through one of his games of the year last year didn't he yes yeah, yeah. uh so that's kind so. of the
1: reason i sort of started playing it it right if adam's into this and i've never heard of it I'll yeah give it a go and yeah and
2: I'll apparently it's not too man. long either right um, yeah, I
1: mean, I'm about three and a three and a bit hours in, and I'm to the fourth. I am so.
2: It's uh, six hours long. Oh, well, there you go. So I'm not seven a and a half if you do side stuff as well. So perfect length. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And um, it's worth playing just for the art style alone because it's uh, kind of yeah. unique. And I, I love I really the way big. the character is, like you say, is like flat Stanley. You Just
1: kind of, you know, you move left and he's still flat, and then he, as he turns, he literally just flips like
2: a page. And yeah, it, it also does, way. like, the um, Sable and Oli Oli world thing of, like, the characters moving at a different frame rate to the for game. The world. Yeah. Um, yeah, great. I dig it. And all the time looking in
1: a queue and yeah. Yeah, full of personality. Yeah, loving it. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, well-recommended.
2: It's good. Um, shall I rattle through what I've been yeah, playing yeah, then? Go for it. Alright, first of all, Chazio, finish Yakuza like a dragon.
1: Yay! Did it absolutely emotionally break you like it did with me? Uh, it end?
2: did. Uh, although, like, both me and Zoe were, like, howling at the screen. Yeah. Um. Because Ichiban is, he's he's such a, oh
1: my god. Such a go- nice He's day. such a
2: doofus. Yeah. Um. But also just, like, so desperate to see the best in everyone that, like, mm-hmm. the the antagonist of the game that you've been, like, fighting against for the last 80 90 hours um who is responsible for some important characters deaths uh as like is irredeemable he's an irredeemable mm. piece of shit he's a prick and ichiban's there like pleading with him to to like stop to, being a prick Stop, st- st- just be good be good i know we can i can know you can change i know i can i can help you change like but uh, yeah that, that was like uh, i was just saying no it's up fuck it like he's awful <laughs> let him die throw him off this building he's he's horrible yeah. um but yeah no i loved it i absolutely loved it uh yeah. he's such a doofus i cannot wait to see how mm. it plays with him and um yeah. kazuma Kiryu yeah. being like joint protagonists in the next one because they are like Oh, so chalk and cheese, it's not even funny. They're so different, like, they're both in they're both like uh, both got hearts of gold, they're both incredibly earnest. But Ichiban is such a nerd, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in comparison to Kazuma Kiryu. It's gonna, be, yeah, it's gonna be very interesting, it's gonna be interesting, but yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, I might go back at some point and because it's like post game stuff, you can do the Millennium Tower um, post game levels yeah. and. I got like eighty percent of the the achievements, so I might as well get all of them. Right? You want to go for a shoot and completely like clear it? Yeah, nice. at some point. At some point, but I was like, I've I played a lot of this game, and there's a lot of them else. though.
1: Like you've got to get yeah. like find all the puppies or whatever it is all the cats and all that kind of yes. stuff. And yeah, that was just where I checked um, out. And the pound mates, <laughs> the the like the summons, you got to find all those. I and think the Pokemon I got.
2: Oh the Sujimon um Sujimon, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I haven't got all the Sudumon. Uh I looked at the what the achievements I got left over and they're like they were doable. But I was just like, I need to play something else now because I've played <laughs> nothing, pretty much nothing but this for so long. I have to play something else. So right. I stopped. Um Oh actually, before I talk about the other games, mm. um Destiny's new expansion, Lightfall dropped a couple of days ago. Mm. Uh have you seen anything about this, Nick? No uh there's nothing been in the bonfire cats discord at all
0: um they're quite good they're, they're quite good at not like spamming and going massively spoilery in chat so okay no, no I, I wasn't expecting ha- like
2: spoilers or anything like that but like okay D- i would say don't go on the destiny subreddit because yeah. as salty as it is normally it is it is like Uh, heart attack levels of sodium at the moment on their subreddit. (laughs) This new expansion has not been received well at all. And I can kind of see why. Um, So Lightfall is the penultimate part of the light and darkness saga in Destiny. So the thing that's been going on for... uh, This is the the penultimate part of a 10-year-long story arc from the original... Vanilla launch of Destiny One in t- 2014 it's been that long. Um, yes, and it's ending next year with the final shape. Um, <laughs> and so for the penultimate part of the story, there's really not a lot of story in it. It kind of suffers from the same problem that Beyond Light has in that like th- two-thirds of the campaign is teaching you a new subclass rather than progressing the story because um, I've added in a brand new subclass called Strand. Which is like, uh, you get to like Spider Man, essentially. Grapple, yeah. You can fire, you like grapple hook swinging, um, and also it does a whole lot of stuff. Basically, lots of powers that like involve threads. So you you can like throw a grenade that strings enemies up, which is very funny watching them standing there like hovering in midair, wiggling as they're tied up with invisible green strings, um. But yeah, the the story for like the the penultimate part of the story, there really isn't a lot there, and people are very upset about it. And I can, you know, I, I get that, I get that. But like, um, the campaign is something that I play once on each character, and then don't really think about again. Yep. Um, the rest of the stuff is like the the gameplay stuff, and that's where I care about. And, and in that in that area, it's like mostly good. Uh, there's a few stumbles, so they've changed up like. The um, mod system and armor uh, systems for like making builds completely. Um, it's been simplified a lot, streamlined a lot. So like you don't—you no, no longer have like, your armor no longer has like an element tied to it. So you can only apply mods of that element or whatever. They're, they're all now like completely elemental agnostic and all the mods can go on any piece of armor and whatnot. So there's a lot more freedom to play around with builds. Um they've added in a whole bunch of other like quality of life things like um being able to create loadouts in the game only took them nine years but they've put loadouts in the game now um and you can change out uh, at any point uh as long as you're not actively in combat well, you might even be able to do that as well I don't know um I haven't played around with it enough um I think it might literally be you can you can't you, you can only You only can't change loadouts if you're in like an activity where your loadout is locked, like a Grandmaster Nightfall or whatever. Yeah. Um, That stuff works really well. They've added in Guardian levels, so you have a number attached to your name based on how much of the game you have played. And this is a new system, um, and as so many new systems that Bungie involve included in their game it's the first attempt is very half-baked and so there's like you have a guardian rank 1 through 11 depending on how much you played the game I loaded into the game and was like oh I am automatically rank 6 which is uh destiny veteran which is someone who's put in uh, several thousand hours into that game you kind of expect that's fine uh, and then I started going into public space and was like oh Everybody is level six. And then I looked at what in, what it entailed to become veteran in Destiny. And you literally need to have played the game for five, maybe 10 hours tops. And you'll have done enough to become a veteran level player. Wow. And then everything beyond that is like, um, I need to like, you know, do Legend Lost X as solo and not die, uh, do a bunch of Nightfalls and stuff like that. And then I'll go up to like, level 7
0: why isn't it based on like your um, thingy score they literally have They know. literally have a scoring okay. system based on all the different things that you have done for your the last triumph since, score yeah your triumph score yep. so yeah, yeah, yeah. every series they release like challenges and different things that you can do that season and for all seasons including using different weapons and doing different things differently and they give you a score for each one that you do you, why I, I think you're still that? there that's still there. But it's it's
2: now it's just like your guardian score is what's displayed next to your character. So it used to be yeah. what was your season rank, what rank you'd reached on the season pass or whatever. And a bunch of like, Well that number doesn't mean anything. So now we're gonna display your guardian rank next to your character. But because everyone is level six, it means even less because all it just means everyone has the number six next
0: to their name. Yeah, that's what I mean. At least if they use the triumph score and yep. something else. Yeah. Or if it Could just showed something
2: variation. useful, like display what subclass that character has equipped at that time. Yeah. That's something I can just, I can instantly see. And it's like, that's more useful information to me than just a random number or whatever. But anyway, um, yes, yeah, so you can do a bunch of challenges that will push you up through the, the numbers. And so you can increase your guardian rank. But at the end of the season, that gets reset back down to level 6. So then everyone will be back down to level 6 again at the beginning of the next season and then you start grinding it up again. And I don't understand. It seems it seems really half-baked and I guarantee you they will they will they will read a bunch of feedback and then make changes because they always do. But at the moment it just I don't know it just seems fucking weird. Um one of the other things they're putting is like commendations. So much like um you would do like at the end of a hunt in monster hunter you can like like your other players that you fought with and you can give them a commendation uh and there's a variety of different commendations depending on what sort of activity you're doing whether it's a strike or crucible or a raid or a dungeon or whatever um but so far i've got to say the destiny community is not like the monster hunter community and i have given out I'd say more than twice as many commendations as I've received. Uh, nice. cause quite often people will like when you finish, uh, an activity and you hit the tab button to bring up your ghost to go back to orbit. Now it takes you to the commendation screen. So people are being taken to the commendation screen and then just holding a button to go straight to orbit rather than bothering to click two buttons to, to give a commendation out because it's too much effort. Um, so that stuff's not particularly well thought out but at least these things don't really matter too much. In terms of the new stuff they've added in the new subclass, uh what we have available to play with at the moment because a lot of the aspects and stuff are time gated. It's really fun. Um there seems like there can be some really interesting builds and using it like as like a spider, the Spider-Man web swinging through this neon city in the uh, Neo Muna in the expansion is really fucking cool Um, but that's the only place that you get to do the the sort of web swinging because there's like anchor points dotted around all over the place uh, and they haven't put those in the rest of the game because that would probably be a lot of work Um, yeah uh, the general consensus among the Destiny uh, community is that this feels like they've Throwing this out as like a stopgap expansion because they needed more time to work on the real final expansion, which is the one coming out next year. Um, But the rule of thumb with Destiny expansions is, um, it's kind of like Star Trek films, Uh, Mm. every every other one is good. (laughs) Uh, And the bad ones aren't bad. It's not a bad expansion, it's just a bit lacking in terms of its narrative.
0: But what did we have? We had the previous one was the which queen it was which queen which was great one before that was um beyond light i thought you were going to say that no beyond light oh, yeah. no or was, beyond was light it was
2: no great. Or, or or was it um uh shit no the one the one's on the moon no
0: that was ages ago
2: hang on <laughs> let me have a look to google The one that was on the moon sucked,
0: yeah, but we had beyond light it was great
2: beyond light was fine i i I really enjoyed it, but again, like from a narrative perspective uh, the, uh you spent most of that expansion most of, uh, most of that um uh yeah most of that expansion learning how to use a new subclass, and not really pushing the story forward at all um Shadowkeep. Okay? i want. Shadow Keep, that was the one. Shadow Keep kind of
0: sucked. Uh that was before Beyond Light, wasn't
2: it?
3: Yeah.
0: Hang on, I'm so having a look. Uh,
1: Forsaken, Shadow Keep, Beyond Light.
0: Witch Queen. Forsaken Beyond was Light. great. Yeah, Forsaken was um, really good. That's probably the best. Then Beyond Light.
2: Destiny 2 Post-release content. So here we go. Right, so um, so Curse of Osiris sucked. Uh Warmind was slightly better, but still kind of sucked. Uh, and then Forsaken um, was the big one. Forsaken was great. Shadow Keep sucked. Beyond Light was okay. Witch Queen was great. Lightfall's kind of nah. Mm-hmm. Um and it's only underwhelming really from a narrative standpoint. Uh and like I said, like uh that uh, that only really matters the one time that you play through the campaign um, and then the rest of it it's like, I mean, there will be more story that will probably leak, there will probably be, not leak out but like, there will be more story that will be revealed in the wake of whoever, you know, beats the raid first yeah, because hmm. there's always like a new cutscene when a team beats the raid and then um, if Witch Queen's anything to go by, there'll be like a new mission that becomes available after the raid's been beaten and then new stuff gets added in with all the seasonal Content, um, the new season stuff is kind of fun. Um, it's kind of like a, it's a, it's like a prison break basically. Uh, the witnesses turned up uh, at Earth, and uh, the witnesses forces are like kidnapping people, and you're busting them out of prison. Basically, uh, it's it's quite fun. Mm. I like any seasonal um, uh, activity. Uh, you know your mileage will vary, but yeah i mean i've I've only been playing it for two days, so I can't really say too much about it uh but i i'm digging i'm I'm digging the gameplay stuff so far it's just it's a bit um narratively a bit of a letdown. and yeah like I said the destiny subreddit uh is they're salty at the best of times, but the last few days oh my god uh very angry bunch of people there um what else have we been playing? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm about 13, 14 hours into Persona 5 Royale. Nice. Or um, Persona 5 Royale, as they call it on the continent. Yeah. And, um, with cheese. Yeah, Persona 5 Royale with cheese <laughs> uh, and mayonnaise on the chips. Um, <laughs> it's Persona 5, but with a huge number of quality of life changes, um, graphical sort of up scaling a little bit i mean i'm 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 playing on a series s so not like the most powerful console but it still looks uh, a bit sharper than it did on uh, ps4 um there is the new characters Mm -hmm. um one of whom is um seems like they're going to be very important from what i've read like they they become a new member of the team and they have a whole dungeon uh, a whole palace um Mm -hmm. dedicated to them and like stuff but, but, but there's a there's a whole new whole more whole another semester at the end of the regular persona 5 so it's a okay. longer game than regular persona 5 which you know it's a good thing or a bad thing depending on the point of view um the new character seems really cool um the only problem is is like they obviously couldn't get all of the voice actors together to record lots of lots of new dialogue so quite a lot of the cutscenes with the new character uh uh with just that new character or that new character and a couple of side characters like they're not there with the whole crew as much from what i've seen so far like, but i'm st- it's still very early days i've only just beaten the first palace i've just beat kamishida's palace um but there's a whole lot of quality of life changes there's a bunch of new um things to do new teachers um uh new yeah lots of new npcs um and um <clears throat> some stuff which is some some stuff which is like probably be cheating um so i went into like you you go into like the blue velvet room or whatever not yeah. the blue velvet room yeah it's a david lynch film what's the <clears throat> yeah i think it's the is velvet, velvet room. room yeah the velvet, the velvet room, room yeah. yeah not the blue velvet room nah. um the velvet, yeah, you go into the velvet room and like you can manage your persona and stuff like that. So I went in there and I was having a look through the list of persona that I'd like had registered, and there was some, there was some persona in there that were like level ninety nine. And I was <laughs> like, that is Izanagi from the, the main character's persona from Persona Four. Uh, I was like, why is that in here? And I looked up and it's like, oh, they just give you a bunch of massively overpowered persona which I can slot into my roster and use now. Crash through, but it would fucking it would break the game. It would yeah. make it completely trivial so i don't think i'm gonna do that uh, unless i hit like a brick wall and be like i'm just gonna batter it down um yeah uh, a lot of new stuff in there a lot mm. of new stuff uh it's kind of wild how much there is um i never played the original version of persona 4 i only played p4 golden um so i don't know how it compares to how much stuff they added in there um but there's a lot it feels like if you've never played persona 5 or if you want to jump back in and play it again this seems to be like the ideal version Easy to, to play. play and and it's on Game Pass so mm-hmm. pff, you know, fucking why not yeah. um, well, but the main game I want to talk about is the one that I used, uh, I played as a sort of palette cleanser between Yakuza Like a Dragon mm-hmm. and then jumping straight into another JRPG is Hi-Fi Rush oh, uh, and you've played some of this as well Nick, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. a
2: certain amount, at least mm, probably um, just over half, yeah okay uh, I finished. I I played through the whole thing in about the space of a week, maybe a bit less than that. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's not very long. Um, I really really dig it. It's a uh, it's a character action game. Uh, a lot of people have likened it to games that are like the um, well um, Jet Set Radio. Basically, mm-hmm. it's a game that a lot of people have likened it to because it's got a very sort of early two thousands Sega. Whatever the fuck they were smoking, then vibe to it. Um, it's made by the people who made The Evil Within, mm-hmm. yeah, which is wild. Uh, and it's published by um, Bethesda. Um, <clears throat> it's a third person action adventure game in a Devil May Cry Bayonetta sort of yeah, style. I,
1: I, I, I had it down as like sort of ratchet and clanky type world
2: yes yeah but it's but it, but it's got like lots of yeah it's, it has, it's, it's got it's a kind of, kind of racking clanky world yeah yeah so basically you play this character called Chai who um his one of his arms doesn't work properly and he wants to become a rock star so he volunteers for this it's set in the future he volunteers for this program to have his his uh bad arm replaced with a, a robotic one so that he can become a rock star and that's what he wants to do he wants to become a rock star um and the process doesn't work as intended and he ends up having his mp3 player because in this futuristic world everyone's got a physical mp3 player uh <laughs> i kind of i kind of wish we still did man i I'm, I man. miss yeah. i miss having an ipod yeah oh, mate, I, um i've went down a tick tock rabbit
1: hole of how to modify ipods to have sd, you know, SD cards and
2: you know, new batteries. And oh, it's got to be
1: and, doable. Yeah, it's, it's got to be doable. It's very doable.
2: Yeah. Um. So yeah, he gets a Microsoft Zune accidentally um, <laughs> um implanted in his chest, as well as having a robotic arm, Uh and that's the the convoluted like method of like now uh the everything mm. happens on a beat, and the world reacts on and everyone. I mean, not gonna say everything. I mean, everything happens on a beat. The world is moving to the beat of the song. The enemies move to the beat, like the environment itself, just like random like Doors steam, vents open, yeah. Doors flapping, oh, steam vents and stuff. Doors flapping, steam vents going and stuff like that. All happens to the beat. Um and you use a giant metal guitar to beat the shit out of robots. Um to the, the soundtrack of some licensed and some original music. Sorry, what were yeah. you saying? On the, on the beat. beat. On the beat, on the beat. <laughs> Has to be on the beat. Um, well, it doesn't have to be on the beat. It's the thing. It's like you you can you can just mash to be fair. Yeah,
1: no, you, can if mash you buttons... don't get as much damage, you don't do as much damage if you don't do it on yeah. the beat as if you do it off the beat. Off beat, so hits yeah.
0: will always land on the beat, no matter whether yes. you press them or yeah. not. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean, happen. you can mash buttons. Yeah, but yeah everything
2: yeah. will happen on the beat. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, absolutely everything. Um, your dashes, your jumps, everything will happen on the beat. Um, and if you can do those actions on the beat, then you get like a bonus, uh, like dodging. Jumping, hitting, and stuff like that, mm. um and then there's like lots of like you've got a light attack and a heavy attack, uh, and there's lots of combos of like you might like hit light attack twice and then wait to beat and then hit it again, and that's like a one particular type of combo or like you know light light heavy light whatever, but like the heavy attacks take two beats to hit, and uh, the light attacks take one beat to hit. Um, so, that's a general uh, premise of it, you're running around beating up things and doing some, like, platforming. Um, it's all presented in, like, a Saturday morning cartoon style with some of the slickest, like, oh, nicest looking animation animations. The, the, oh, the my God. It's just incredible. Like, it's so good.
1: Just the way the the... Just the personalities of the bosses, the way that comes across through the animation you know the the animation of the actual main guy himself and it just yep. being like everything about it is just the most well-produced like well like sort of realized cartoon aesthetic oh, it's just it's, and so, like, it's incredible
2: some incredible um physical humor as well mm. like right at the very beginning where chai like comes out of like the printing machine thing yeah um and like the top lifts off and then the bed that he's lying on, like flips him up to the side yeah. and he hits, he gets slammed into a door and then he's like lying on the floor, like clutching his face and writhing. And like there's lots and lots of physical humor like that. There's a bit later yeah. on where you you're carrying another character out of a room and you keep hitting their head. Then they've passed out <laughs> and you keep hitting the head on a door. And then like he steps very, very carefully through the last door and then it shuts and hits her in the head again and like there's lots of like f- moments of physical uh just pure physical Fratting, humor like yeah. that that like it's just so funny um and like the writing's good as well mm. it's funny without being obnoxious uh and the characters are really likable and the bosses are inventive and um fuck man uh, there's, there's
1: not one but, part of this that you can say has been slept on at any at any point no i just feel like everything is just at nine or ten
2: yeah, and really he jumped in and I was like, I was having a really, really good time with it. And I was like, this seems really, really neat. And then you fight the first boss uh, and it's set to, um, what's the Nine Inch Nails song? Yeah. Is it 1 million? 1 million is the first one, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the first boss is like set to 1 million by Nine Inch Nails. And I was like, that's it. The thing is, I'm you've in. played this you've boss got a me.
1: million times in a million different action games, but the addition of that song and yeah. the kind of, um effects that it puts on and just just the general sort of chaos of it and having to do all that on a beat just yes. elevates it somehow yeah to, um, there's yeah a, a, just. A but it's
2: also experience. like it could it could have literally just been like that could have been its trick and mm. that was it and so the rest of the game would have just been like do a level and it's like a new environment and then fight a new boss or whatever mm. but it doesn't do that it's like it's so inventive with the bosses so like the first boss it's just a big enemy that you're wailing on and then like the second boss is um a guy that's just like a walking um jojo's bizarre adventure um like he he does a lot of things that are that are like direct jojo bizarre jojo's bizarre adventure references Mm. and you don't even have a boss fight against him. You just basically do a bunch of stuff to, um, deplete his department's budget to the point <laughs> where he gets fired. <laughs> um, and then there's like another boss where, uh, you're not fighting the boss at all. You're basically just doing like, um, Simon says inputs, like a, a, a yeah. number of inputs will put them up in a beat and then you repeat the, the inputs on that beat. So like deflect attacks. Um, there's another boss where it's like part action and then it turns into, I'm like, oh, Zoe recognized the game. Um,
1: oh, I haven't got that far. i would be able to help you if I had.
2: What the hell? Oh, yes. It's, it's uh, Space Channel 5. Oh, okay. There's a boss There's a boss fight, which is basically, I'd never played that game, but Zoe was like, oh, that's space-,
1: space Channel 5
2: kind of. Guitaru Man. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's but it's got a very like I watched some uh, some footage of Space Channel 5. I was like, oh yes, they just they blatantly that's an homage to that. Um, it's full of lots and lots of references. Mm. There's a couple of characters who are the main character and the secondary character from the uh, Evil Within games. <laughs> that are like I think they're detectives. Yeah. In yeah. the oh, in the real. And but it but in the um in this world they're like hr representatives and they're standing around wherever there's been like an accident talking like um about like what a mess it's been yeah Yeah, and it's very it's kind of funny um there's like there's there's a lot of references in it which are kind of like uh which are very subtle unless you like you know what they're what they're from like the twin peaks reference Mm. there's like there's a couple of them uh, in one cutscene, scene and it's very very funny but like uh, you know if, uh, if you hadn't ever seen Twin Peaks like, I don't I don't understand what this is but um, yeah there's a, there's a lot of
1: it's very playful, it does it?
2: reference humor right and like I was talking to a friend of the show Andy Palmer about this and he said and we're listening about the things that like it, this game reminds us of there's a whole bunch of things we talked about one of the things he mentioned there was Borderlands mm. and I can kind of get it it's the same sort of like futuristic, um, Corpor- corpo corporation, future. yeah, with a very flamboyant CEO who is the ultimate bad person who's got like stat golden statues of themselves around the place. Very marketing exec, on, yes, yeah. but the quality of the writing oh, and God. the specifically the reference oh, humor is like night and this. day, yeah. like. Borderlands 3, I've seen some clips of this on YouTube, has like a Rick and Morty oof, bad mm. uh, has not aged well, has a Rick and Morty reference in it, but the reference is hey, Rick and Morty exists isn't that funny? <laughs> um, yeah. Whereas this is just a lot more subtle and a lot cleverer with it and like, oh man, it's just it's such a such a breath of fresh air from a lot
1: of the, it song, really the, is.
2: the formulaic stuff that's been coming out recently and you know it's like this genre I, i've played a lot of games that have mixed like rhythm action in with a different genre and they've worked to less lesser or greater extents like i good got a recent example is that metal helsing which is like mm. what if doom 2016 was a rhythm action game um and it kind of works i quite enjoy it um but this genre just like where you're putting in um, like you know, when you play like a a, a DMC uh, or a Bayonetta, it almost you're almost inputting stuff in a rhythm anyway because it's it's not that um, that fast. Uh, detached from like a fighting game where your inputs have to be precise, um, like number of frames apart. Um, so it's like a almost like a rhythm, and it's the same sort of thing in those sort of games. Like those combos are, you're you're basically putting in an input you know a sequence of button me, presses yeah. in a rhythm uh, and so, so to put that into a rhythm action game just makes perfect sense it works so well uh and oh, man it's at the moment it's my game of the year Oh yeah and also like the uh, original music in it is really really good and it's like it's tonally appropriate depending on where you are so for instance like uh, it's quite quite like an upbeat rock and roll number in like the first section, uh, the introductory level, and then like the second proper level. You're in like an underground, like lava pit sort of thing, mm. and so like the the original soundtrack stuff sounds like a like a sludgy stoner rock band, um, and that fits perfectly for that sort of that genre of music works in this sort of setting and whatnot. But it's like it's got a it's got a, a list of it's about five or six licensed songs, yeah, no, and it spreads there. them out. Well, it's got a few of them actually. It's more than like six. I don't know, but it's not a huge number of them. But it like it spaces them out enough so that when they happen, it's like, oh shit, this is a big moment. You know, this is get yeah, it's all gonna go off. Yeah, so it like saves it for either a boss fight or there's a really good like piece of music that plays um in the sequence where you're running to up uh, your your. Progressing through the level towards the final boss, um, there's an amazing bit where you have like just a huge brawl in a cafeteria set to uh, "Invaders Must Die" by yeah. Prodigy, um, and it oh, fucking slaps so hard. Um, I cannot get enough of it. It's so good. Uh, I'm. It's. Uh, I, I finished it uh, and haven't uninstalled it because I want to jump in and play some of the uh, post-game content. Does it and, like, new game plus or does it um, just? just go no again. um basically as you're going through you've probably seen some doors that you couldn't open right uh after you finish the game you can go back you can you basically you can now level select um okay. and you'll have seen like there were areas through the earlier levels that you couldn't get through but you would have been able to with one of the companions that you pick up along the way right uh but then you can go back now and you can Use the companions to get through those areas, and there's like the secret doors, and you know you you want to try and get like S rank in every level as well. So, yeah, oh man, I'm gonna shut up about it now because I could talk about it all day. This game coming out of nowhere and being this good is just absolutely nowhere. Yeah, they announced it and released it on the same day. Yeah, it's fucking wild, and it's incredible. Like that never happens, and it's short (laughs) as well like yeah, and it's perfect. and it's cut price it's not full like you know 60 70 pound game or whatever yeah. um i don't know what it is as a retail cuz it was straight on game pass um but it's a cut price game it's a, a you know a reasonable length for normal people who have jobs um mm-hmm. uh, and it's just yeah it it abs- it knows what it wants to do and it absolutely nails it mm. uh, i cannot cannot recommend it highly yeah. enough it's yeah. It's my game of the year so far. It's one of the best games I've played in the last few years. Um,
3: yeah,
1: it's a very oh. really similar feeling that I had playing this So when I played Hades. I was just like, oh my oh, God, God yes. everyone should yes. play this. This is just this yes. has come out of nowhere. For me, anyway, come out of nowhere. Everyone must play this now. It's incredible. Like I get the same feeling with Hi-Fi Rush at the moment.
2: 100%. Yeah. 100%, yeah. Nick, you should finish it. Uh, oh, yeah, anyone who's like, listening, I'm gonna. get on it, play it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> oh so good yeah so good um I, I just, like the animation is yeah
1: like you say the animation just
2: that that just that whole feel of the animation the in, in yeah like animation in video games isn't supposed to be this good animation in like saturday morning cartoons isn't supposed to be this good yeah oh, it's so I would just, well I would
1: done die for a six like six episode run of a anime of this yes with a banging
2: soundtrack. With a banging sound like a licensed <sighs> soundtrack would oh give oh, it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway. There you go. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna stop. No. Yeah. Um Yeah, that's that's about all I've been playing. Nice. Uh way, anyone man. got anything else? Any other business? Not from me. or shall we uh shall we wrap this nonsense up? Yeah. Wrap it with a bow tie. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm. I'm. I'm just. All I can think about now is High Fi Rush. I might. I might go and play some more. I was going to play some Destiny after this, but I might go and play some more <laughs> High Rush now because I'm in the mood. Yeah, man. Uh, free games. Yeah. A few. Yeah, uh, some interesting games. Um, free games. Free games. Good point. I always forget. Um, free games of the month. What is available now that you can download for free? Or nearly free if you if we're talking about Game Pass subscriptions. So uh, on Epic Game Store, we have uh, a little game that we spotted called Rise of Industry um, that Nick spotted that is currently available for free until the, the 9th of March. And it looks like a, I don't know, uh, business tycoon, transport tycoon sort of game, right? Yep. Yeah. For the looks of it. I'd say that. It looks it looks interesting. It's free. We had, none of us have played it, but give it a try. Um, on Prime Gaming at the moment. Um, so completely free as long as you have a Amazon Prime subscription. Um, Space Warlord Organ Trading Simulator is available until the end of March. Nice and game. if you wonder what that game is, it's exactly what the title would suggest. It is. You basically trade. It's like a, um, yeah, business. Trading simulator game where you trade um, <laughs> organs on on the black market, intergalactic black market. Uh, it's I played it when a bit of it when it was on Game Pass, and it's kind of wild. It's worth checking out. Um, Space Crew is also available on Prime mm-hmm. Gaming at the end of March, and uh, uh, if you listen to every episode of this, you'll have heard me talk about that game and Bomber Crew um, a lot. Uh, Space Crew is amazing. Yeah, it's great. Just Go and get on it. Check it out. Um, and Karen, I was thinking of what's new on Game Pass that we haven't talked about. Mm. Uh, and the only one that I spotted that I have actually played, and you've played as well, Chazzy, yeah, and we great. both really dig Hot Wheels Unleashed. Um, the Game of the Year edition is currently available on Game Pass. Uh, and if you want to play like a really, really solid... Um,
1: arcade racer. Arcade racer, yeah.
2: like a burnout style arcade racer, on Hot Wheels tracks, then
1: yeah, some bonkers
2: stuff. Great. In there. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely, I can't
1: recommend that highly enough.
2: It's really fucking good. Chazzy, you've played a lot of this game, yes, mate. It is,
1: yeah, it is incredible. It's it's great. The handling's amazing. It mm-hmm. obviously does the same thing as Tiny Kin when you're playing in um, in rooms. So that's always good yep. fun. Obviously, we recommend it from that point of view. But yeah, no, it's just it it does exactly what you want from an arcade racer, which is be Fast, fun, and f- properly entertaining. So yeah, I would fully recommend it.
2: It's, it appears ever like a real reverence for Hot Wheels, which mm. is not something I've ever really gotten into. Never collected them at all, but it's like a lot of incredibly detailed models of classic uh, Hot yeah, Wheels stuff cars. Stuff actually
1: exists. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I like that, like you unlock these cars, and then when you've raced them a bit, and then you go to inspect them, they're kind of scuffed up, like a Hot Wheels car would look like if yeah. it had been run around a Hot Wheels track a lot. Um, yeah, uh, it's just a hell of a lot of polish on that game, mm. uh, and just a very, very solid racer. Uh, so if you want, like, if you're looking for a decent arcadey racer sort of game, then uh, definitely, absolutely it. check that out. Yeah, it's good. Um, so those are our free game recommendations. Um, check back on the next episode for some more. Um, speaking of next episodes, our next episode uh, as far as our planning is going, uh, will be a um, another Ballyhoo episode where mm-hmm. Andy is going to make us watch another shitty movie <laughs> and then we will talk about it. Um, haven't decided 100% on what film it's going to be, but pretty sure it's going to be a movie adaptation of a fighting game franchise. So keep an eye out for that. Nick always cannot right. wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Um, yeah, uh, that's about it for this episode, gentlemen. Thanks very much for joining me. Always Thank a pleasure you. to talk Thank to you. you. Thank you. Uh, and thanks to your listener uh, for sticking through this episode. Go and play Hi-Fi Rush. You will not be disappointed do it Uh, and yeah we'll catch you on the next episode
0: ta-ra see ya bye